Look, at the moment, I'm sure we can all agree that whenever you see the news or open a paper or look at your socials, there is a lot going on and it's heavy, especially overseas with the conflict in Gaza. There is so much tragedy, so much senseless loss of life and innocent children caught in the crossfire of that. You know, my nine-year-old daughter the other day asked me, out of the blue, are we safe here in Australia? Because she'd seen something somewhere that made her feel unsafe. And it got me thinking about how we can have these sorts of conversations with our children. Should we have these sorts of conversations? So to help us unpack this topic this morning, we have the lovely Joel Grant, who is a child and adolescent counsellor here in Melbourne, as a guest to help us unpack it. Good morning, Joel. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Carol. Joel, when we see these things happening on the news or, you know, we, we try and protect our kids to a certain level, but also their kids, they see things everywhere. I mean, you're in Coles, there's a big newspaper heading somewhere, your kid reads it. I mean, what is the best way to talk to them about it? Do we let them come to us with concerns? Do we meet them head on? Do we sit them down and say, you might have seen something? What's the best way? If they're coming to you with, with a question, then it's important to be curious, you know, ask them what they know about it, what they've mm-hmm. seen, because we could come to an assumption that maybe they're thinking about all these different things, but might have just seen a particular word like I was driving in the car yesterday with my daughter and she said you know what's war daddy and so it's come into her mind so I asked her what she already knew about and so I think when we're approaching these sort of conversations with our kids we want to look for the the level that they're engaging with it at yeah so if we can kind of tap into are they feeling quite sad are they worried and scared or are they just a bit curious that'll guide us as to you know how much we then talk about it with them because if we're noticing that they're quite distressed, you know, particularly at bedtime or or other times in the day, we might pick up on, you know, they actually want to talk about something. And so giving them that space is is a really helpful thing. So in terms of should we talk about it? Well, if it's already on their mind, it it could really help them to to have a safe space to do that. I know growing up as a Gen Xer, Joel, I know my parents were of a different time, so not a lot was discussed about anything really. And I feel like Gen Xers tend to have a tendency to overshare with their kids sometimes, <laughs> yes. talking about everything. Yes. So when it comes to the tough stuff that we're seeing happening overseas or even stuff that's been going on in our own backyard yeah. over the last couple of weeks, does the age of the child determine how much we share? Like, should we be really engaging in deep conversation for kids under the age of six? Or do we go, obviously, a little bit further if they're teenagers coming to us? No, great question, Kelly. I think, yeah, it's, there's no strict rule on age, but I guess you're looking for what level they're engaging. So if they've got lots of questions about the politics, then it makes total sense to respond at that level. Yeah. But if they're just talking about feeling a bit afraid of something they've seen, then oversharing all the things that you could be also afraid of can be quite destabilizing for them. Yeah. Because generally the reason they want to talk is to find a sense of reassurance. Yes. They want to know that they're safe, you're there with them, that you're hearing them. And that can be you know, quite a powerful enough thing without needing to bring in all these other yeah. elements. That's such a good point, right? Like, I think I overthink it. They don't need to. Your nine-year-old doesn't want to know or isn't asking about the history of the conflict in the Gaza region. They just want to feel safe. That's such a simple, great reminder, Joel. How can we make our kids feel safe if they've seen footage, if they've walked past when the news is on, if they've seen a newspaper and they... I mean, we know anxiety in kids is sky high. We know that. But how do we make them feel safe here in Melbourne? Well, I think if they're, if they're showing you signs that they're feeling anxious or they're afraid of something that they've seen or they've been thinking about, it's really important to just acknowledge those feelings. Give them, you know, even just a few minutes to, to explain it a little bit because if we too quickly try to, you know, reassure them with phrases about, you know, you're completely safe, nothing's going to hurt you, it doesn't give them the chance to, to fully feel those feelings. So let them talk about it for a bit. And then it's a really helpful space to, to bring in some of those words of reassurance about how much danger they're actually in 
how far away the conflict is or, or whatever's happening in the world. I know for my son, when he's going to bed, sometimes it's the worst possible time. And it makes sense that it bubbles up then because he's you know, feeling a bit nervous about daddy going out of the room. And I think because it's coming out naturally in that space, if, if I can just give him even just a moment or two to, to validate his feelings and say, it sounds like you're feeling you know, a bit scared about this. Mm. He might respond, yeah, that's how I feel. And so mm. something I try and do with my son is actually pray with him and spend some time talking to him how can we give this over to God? Because it's something that you're carrying on your shoulders, but we don't want you to have to do that, buddy. Yeah. You know, we, we don't need to try and hold it all ourselves. I'm so glad you shared it with me. That's something I often say is I encourage them about sharing it and validate their feelings. And then you might do something that helps them take it off their shoulders. And some kids get involved in like fundraisers or pro-social activities. And that can be really helpful too, because even though from a grand scheme of things, I don't know how much impact some of those things are having, but for the child, it feels like they're doing something small and, and that can help them feel less powerless, more like they're doing something to express those feelings. This is all great stuff, Joel. Yes, I think so good. for parents that are listening in this morning and maybe their kids haven't engaged with them about some of the big stuff that's going on around the world at the moment, yeah. is there any need for a parent to engage in conversation mm. on stuff the kids aren't asking about? Is there a sweet spot there? Yeah, it's tricky. There's no hard and fast answer on that, I think, because some kids might be holding it in and, and waiting for that opportunity to share. And others might be totally oblivious to some of these things. So if you have a few spaces of openness in the week, like it might be over dinner one day or taking them home from school and you say something like, oh, there's been a lot going on in the news. Have you guys heard much about that? And see what they say, because they might say something that's been bubbling away, something they're wondering and then you can kind of tap into where they're at by asking just a few curious questions. And so I guess giving them a few opportunities could be you know, a good way forward. I love that, Joel. Hey, that is so, so helpful. I just think it's, we do, we overcomplicate it as adults. We overthink it. I love your main tips are just to engage them, to ask them what they know, and then to let them have that really safe space and give them the reassurance, which is the main thing they're looking for. Joel Grant, thank you so much for your time this morning. I know that's helped so much. Help me as a mum know how to have conversations with my daughter about what's going on. So we thank you for your time. Oh, thanks, Lucy. Thanks, Gail.